Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. With me today, I have Tom of, originally of Toffee Blue View fame, but now uh, he's got his own thing going on. He's got the Toffee Blues Extra Show, which he's 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 the, the main guy. He's the, the, the honcho, the head honcho. It's Tom, everybody. Welcome back, Tom. It's great to have you back, man. Oh, nice one. It's been, it's been well too long. Like, the Extra Show's good, but I just miss your enthusiasm, to be honest. It's... Uh, it's, I, just, I just really do miss it, so I'm happy to be back on the main show. Yeah, yeah, because that's the thing. Like, people don't realize, like, I, we, I haven't really gotten to talk to Tom in, like, months. Yeah. And so, so literally, so the people listening to us, like, they don't realize we, like, talked for about an hour before we even started recording, <laughs> just, like, catching up on life and stuff. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, because we... Uh, these people are genuinely really nice to me. It's like the it's great. It's, it's, <laughs> they're they're like, hey, this guy's this guy's an American blue, and he actually does uh, does videos with us. Uh, we need to guide him through this. It's it's kind of <laughs> great. Uh, Tom, I, I wanted to, for the people who are listening on their podcast and can't actually see me, I I wanted to let you know uh, I I'm apologizing to the people watching on video right now. My <laughs> hair is out of control. I've actually had comments on the videos about my cool. out of control hair. It's well, I'm growing it out for the first time since yeah. I was 16. And as you know, Tom, I am a little older than 16 now. Uh, it's, it's, it's a long, it's been a long time. And so I'm growing it out for the first time. And I've, we've had, I think Stacy was one of them who just flat out said uh, haircut, Jerry. Oh my gosh. So yeah, yeah, it was on it was one of the comments that somebody told me about that, that John told me about. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, I get it. It's long. It's out of control." So apologies everybody. I'll work on my hair game. No, go for it. I can grow I'll it out. It. Well, it really what it is is I want to grow it out but a bit like kind of uh, do something that where it's not like, you know, offending my ears if possible you know what i mean it's just it's a, there's nothing it's just like i don't know i need like edward scissor hands to shape it or something so <laughs> hopefully that'll happen in the next week or two uh so now that i've got my apologies out of the way uh so tom we uh talk a little bit of everton for the intro mm -hmm. uh saturday everton played two shortened games two shortened matches against sevilla and against Mainz, um, yeah. Yeah. in was it the Opel Cup? Yeah, yeah, Opel, yeah. Opel, that sounds so much yeah. better. Opel. <laughs> Let me just bring my Southern American twang. Opel Cup, yeah. So, but uh, Opel or Opel? Yeah. I, I I don't know. It's spelled O P E L. So I figured yeah. it was Opel, but uh, you know, I, I'm not great on pronunciations from <laughs> other languages. I uh, I didn't get to see any of them. <laughs> but I've been steering clear of the preseason a bit because last year I watched every second and I wanted to wet my pants. <laughs> so I've been steering clear. Have you watched any of this? Did you get to watch any of this stuff on Saturday, Tom? Well, I watched the first one. I was in work for the second one, but I was quite fortunate to be in work, I think, to be honest, because it didn't sound very good, the first one. Well, with preseason in general, um, I don't like to take too much from it, obviously, because it's preseason. It's a warm-up. People think, oh my God, we're going to, like, last season, Everton win 22-0. Everyone goes crazy. Everton are going to win the league. Like, it's, just, it, it's, it's not a reflection of what's going to happen whatsoever. But, saying that, 
um, in that hour-long game. It was good to see the players for an hour. Um, it was it was weird, an hour-long game, but at least we got to see them for a, an, an hour and not 45 minutes like we usually do. So it was a little bit longer and a, a full game. But um, we did look toothless, like really, really toothless. Like Dominic Calvert-Lewin, as much as I love him, he hasn't been very good in pre-season so far. Um, so we've looked a little bit toothless and not out of ideas, but a little bit out of ideas. But yeah, it's, it, it, um, obviously we lost. We didn't score. We didn't. We didn't create a massive amount. Calvert Lewin had a couple of chances, which he he nodded wide and over and stuff like that. But yeah, it was okay. It, but not not perfect. And it's not going to be perfect in pre-season. Obviously, we're seeing Liverpool across the park lose a few times after winning the Champions League. Obviously, but. Um, it's not it's not great and obviously the the man's game as well um that was more like a reserve team obviously we don't have we don't have a reserves team anymore we have everton on everton everton on the 23s but if if anything was a reserve team that was in the in the man's game and so i didn't want to i wasn't really good about missing that too much but obviously it was good to see lewis gibson get a goal um from center back because I, I do like him um but I didn't take too much from it. Obviously, I think Morales was playing again and people weren't happy with that. Yeah. Um, he's been playing at right-back and <laughs> and um, some people think he might start the season as our backup right-back, which would be interesting. I don't know. That's, that's a strange one. But uh, yeah, um, obviously, it was two, two defeats. It was pretty disastrous, but I wouldn't take too much from it. Yeah, I uh, we brought it up some last week. Uh, or was it the week before? Well, we were talking about it and I I, I just keep remembering last season where they said Silva will do training sessions the day of the games. So, I mean, if he really wanted to win these games, he wouldn't be doing these hardcore training sessions before them to tire them out. I mean, this is just this is just fitness exercises. That's yeah, yeah. That's that's all we're looking at here, you know. So, I'm not I'm not really sweating it. You know, yeah. um I get it. The people who are watching the games, you you mentioned toothless. That's the thing I'm mm. I'm taking from this the most is that yeah. we're not really getting a lot of opportunities on goal. You know, and it doesn't matter that it's mm. that it's uh, it's not really hardly it's hardly any starters. It's just difficult yeah. when you're putting in the time to watch a game and to see the team not really create a lot. It's hard yeah. not to get that weird little feeling, which is one of the reasons why I'm steering clear at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, I don't blame you. To be honest, it's like it's like watching football. It's not proper football. It's like watching. They're not really bothered about it. Like it's kind of like you want them to be bothered, but they're not, and mm-hmm. it's a shame. But that's that's the way it is in preseason. So I don't blame you for not watching it. Yeah, I mean <laughs> the International Champions Cup here in here in America. There's so many of these amazing teams playing in America right now. It's it's great. Yeah. It's, uh, mm-hmm. However, let's be honest. How many of these players that are actually playing? are going to be starting not a lot Mm. and if they are going to be starting they're not playing for long uh they're not like legitimate i mean it's i i like the fact that we got some good teams playing in america hopefully it's raising but it's again these are friendlies yeah you know Mm. and they're uh, so it's it's hard for me to get all yeah last year we did go and watch dortmund play against some team that wears red uh in charlotte uh and Pulisic scored and yeah I think oh, yeah. I think their their center back Van Dyke scored I don't know who that red team is mm-hmm. but uh <laughs> uh they just uh, yeah made me sick but uh but it was cool to watch <laughs> to watch Dortmund beat up on them is great but but other than that I mean I can't get too I can't get too hump, uh, hyped about it just because you're not seeing you're not seeing the best and so it's perspective yeah. 
It's perspective. Same thing about mm. the transfer window. Yeah. Mm. Because we're going to be discussing that in just a minute. Segway, everybody. Podcasters <laughs> got to enjoy that segue. It was smooth like sand Good paper. Name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, we are, uh, we're going to be starting off the show talking about the different connections that have been made to Everton in terms of incomings. Um, Tom and I will be discussing some names, uh, which ones seem like they may be more uh, imminent than others. Uh, which ones aren't, don't really seem that realistic, which ones are cool with, all that. I've got about nine names, and I'm just going to leave it open at the end for Tom to just say whatever he wants. Uh, and then we're going to talk, there has been uh, some, some one of the one things that Evertonians have been completely all on the same page on has been new stadium designs that dropped last week. Dropped like, what, three or four days ago? Thursday? And yeah, Wednesday, Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday. Holy hell. Yeah. I, I've been calling him uh, Dan Mice for a while, but I think it's Mace now. I think I'm learning. Uh, you know, with with the, his real designs come his real pronunciation. So uh, we're uh, Tom went to consultation, and so we're just going to discuss the designs a bit and what, what people are saying. Um, and then we're going to end with a with a lightning round with Tom. Originally, Max was going to be on here, but he had uh, important Max stuff to do. Um, <laughs> assuming that means four different dates he's got lined up, just saying. <laughs> right now he's sitting there shaking his head somewhere, like going, Jerry, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, so we can't do a normal quiz. We're going to do a lightning round with Tom, though. I'm not sure if we've done a lightning round with Tom before. But no. so if we, so this is all, all new Tom stuff. So we're going to learn a lot about Tom, bearing soul. Hey. It's about Tom. <laughs> all right, so Tom. Transfer connections. Let's start with the one that seems like is the most concrete. It seems the most concrete. Uh, was it Moise Keane from yeah. uh, from Juventus from Juve? Yeah. Once I told my kids we had a player we were hopefully getting from Juve, they flipped because I don't know why. <laughs> my kids love Juventus, but. <laughs> So uh, let's talk a little about uh, a little about about Moise Keane and do you think it's it's likely? Um, well, at first I remember doing a short video for the channel on on the move, and I didn't. I thought it was literally. I thought it was obviously his agent is Mino Raiola, mm. and I thought that's Raiola trying to negotiate a better contract for the player at Juve. But since then, has come some quite convincing news about a potential deal to lead me to believe and lead a lot of others to believe that the movie is actually quite close mm-hmm. um, in the region of I think it's 35 million something like that for a young player 19 years old not made many appearances at all but he's done well in the ones he has played a couple of times for Italy as well at senior level and scored a couple of goals uh, which is good but um, it's a bit of a gamble obviously he's not Premier League proven and if he was any good with an agent like Raiola how long would he last at Everton before Raiola was trying to negotiate another move for him that's a thing might it be another Lukaku obviously Lukaku is fantastic for the club broke records but he always had his eye somewhere else and that's why fans didn't endear to him too much and I, I kind of think it might be the same with uh, with this player but um, if we can get a few goals out of him into that pretty toothless team and he is, he's a really powerful dynamic attacker and I think that's 
really what we need with a little bit of a better finishing touch than Calvert Lewin at the moment. I think so. He's something that we really, I'd be, I'd be really happy with that one if he could pull that off. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, it's strange when you see him play because there are moments where his touch looks a little heavy, but then there are yeah. moments where it looks genuinely polished. That's one of the things when you watch Calvert Lewin play. His touch looks silky. It looks. He looks yeah. very. Like his passing is on point and everything, but Keane looks a little bit more like a natural finisher, um, yeah. a little bit more clinical when you when you watch video of him and everything. Um, but again, young. Yeah, he's very young. Very young. Yeah, he's kind of got he's got potential, but whether that means he'll stay for a while or or he'll end up moving on because of his agent, so or you never know. Like I don't really wish him away already when he's not even joined the club. So um, he's young. Yeah, he's got potential to grow. He's, he's not amazing at the moment, but he's a solid young player, and he could, could could become something amazing. So hopefully he'll do that at Everton. Is this better than you expected? I, f- I think if you pull that off, hopefully, yeah. I think that's um with the, with the news on Keane and Zaha as well. If we will we'll come to him, but if you could pull those two off, I think Evertonians will be genuinely delighted with the window. So uh, I think so far it's been a slightly underwhelming window compared to what Brands was big enough but if we could pull those off it would really match and if not um, exceed expectations mm-hmm. yeah uh, I'll say that's a stronger striker we'd be bringing in than I expected you know what I mean I, yeah. I that's a that's a hell of a move in my I, I just I couldn't believe it when I heard we were linked with him I was like I was like nah that's gonna fade away I get the connection but it's gonna fade um, but damn uh, another one that I think is a better player than I expected, and I'm a, still a little co- concerned about the price tag. Uh, if it happens, uh, Wilfred Zaha from Palace, who's a player. I, I, I mean, I've liked him as a player for a a really long time. He's another player that my kids are super psyched about. Uh, <laughs> when I told I told my my seven year old, I was like, you know, we we might be. I think we just put a bid in for Zaha. He goes, Zaha. Oh my gosh, he's really good, Dad. I'm like, yeah, he's he's a good player. <laughs> he creates a lot of chances. Um, but I mean, the new. I mean, we, we supposedly had a bid denied uh, or, or rejected, fifty two million pounds. The new bid supposedly is fifty five million with Jink Tosun and uh, James McCarthy included. If this is true, yeah, because so, I need to include that. That may not, this may be just stupid transfer bullshit. It may not be accurate, okay? Um, because that's where we are right now. It's it's the ridiculous <laughs> season. But Wilfred Zaha at that price, what would you think about that? Um, it's an interesting one because obviously I think the first offer was fifty two million straight out, no no player, and then the second one it's got up to fifty five million plus. Um, Tosin, who I think the club will value at about twenty million, we bought him for about that, and I don't think they would want to take too much of a loss on him. So fifteen twenty mil plus McCarthy, who I think they value about eight to ten mil. So it's considerably more than the first offer, and potentially as much as, if not even a little bit more than what uh, Crystal Palace would reportedly hold mouth for, which was eighty million uh, from Arsenal when they first showed interest. Um, so it obviously drives it up quite a lot. But whether they are interested in player plus cash deals. Um, we'll see but I've, 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 separately from the Zaha deal I've, I've heard rumours about Tosin and McCarthy both going to mm-hmm. Palace um, so I do think they're two players who they would be interested in taking on yeah, as part of the deal but yeah I'd, I'd be buzzing if we if we did get Zaha at that price tag um, I'm not sure because there was 
there was a comparison and stats I saw on Twitter quite recently about um, between Wilfred Zaha and Kevin Morales. And there wasn't too much difference in the goal scored <laughs> and assists in the games played, which is a little bit concerning. Yeah. But um, it depends really whether he signed as a striker or as a winger. Um, because obviously we, we're looking at both. Um, so I'm not sure which which or both positions he'd be, he'd be signing into. But um, obviously he's versatile as well, so that's a, that's a plus. He, he could play up front, so he could play on the wing as well. So um, I'm excited about that one. Obviously he's an exciting player, but uh, I just always think back to when he could have... Uh, I think it was when we signed Yannick Velassi a few years ago, everyone said they got the wrong player. We should have got Zaha and we got Velassi because um, they were at similar levels at the time and they've just completely gone polar opposite since yeah. then. So I think we should have got Zaha in the first place, but I would be really happy if we got him now. Hey, everybody. Uh, Jerry and Turner here. Um, for those of you listening, I'm not sure if you can tell Turner's here. Turner, can you say hey? There you go. So you know there's a child with me. Uh, it's an update uh, as far as Zaha goes. The club has come out and said, we have not made a second bid, including Jink Tosin and McCarthy. Um, it's very strange. It's not often that the club comes out and says, hey, that newspaper is wrong. Uh, that publication is wrong. They, they just don't do that often. It was kind of different. But uh, just letting you know, yeah, that's, uh, that's the update. Turner, what do you think about that? Did you want Zaha on our team? Oh, you didn't want Zaha? Why is that? I heard you. Uh, you do? Well, too bad, because I guess it's probably not going to happen. They said they don't plan to... Uh, they, they mentioned something about it being the end of the discussion. So uh, it looks like Zaha may not be coming to us, buddy. Are you okay? Yes. Are you going to cry about it later? No. Okay. Well, there you go. There's your update, everybody. Thanks. Yeah, this is... I was concerned because this whole time I was expecting us to go for a left-footed forward and then i heard that the connection was zaha and i thought this is not right we're looking for a left-footed forward you know a left-footed wing forward you know that's that's what we're looking for so uh immediately i this whole time i've been thinking malcolm's who we're gonna get you know um and not really taking the zaha links very seriously um i was thinking malcolm naris you know one of those type of players uh but right now it seems like it's pretty concrete. Not, uh, not Okay, pretty concrete. I, I'm just misspeaking here. There's not a lot of Malcolm buzz happening right now, okay? Um, yeah. The word is Zenit is talking to him right now. Uh, again, okay. we could be using the Zaha stuff to bring the price down on Malcolm, and Barca could be using Zenit. As a, you know what I mean? That could be that could be the the reality there. Um, I'd be concerned we don't have any left footed wingers though. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. I don't want to play with I don't want to play with uh, Theo Walcott anymore on the on the on the, uh, on the right wing. And obviously we we just sold Alamel Luckman as well, who was an option on that mm-hmm. wing as well. So we are short, and we do need to sign someone. And I'd be I'd be probably a little bit happier if we did sign Neres. Mm-hmm. Um, than Zaha because I do think he's a little bit better player obviously he's not prem proven like Zaha is um, but um, yeah I think Neres fits the profile as you say um, a little bit better but um, Zaha would be a good sign at both striker and on the wing so um, the fuzzy users um, I'm not sure whether that's a massive stumbling point because I do think he would be a good sign either way but um to be honest, I'd take either of them at this point of the window. There's not too long left. I'd be happy with either uh, Neres or Zaha, but the Zaha deal, looking as close as it does, 
Uh, if you can pull that off, that would be amazing. Yeah, uh, I did see someone, and again, I really apologize if you're this someone on Twitter, saying that they have noticed or seen where Bernard is getting more more time at like center attacking mid during training right now. So if that's the case, it could be yeah. they're thinking about keeping Richarlison on the right and moving Zaha to the left and doing it like that. Yeah. Uh, which mm-hmm. I know a lot of people do consider Bernard a that that to be, but he just hasn't played that position in a long time. You know, he's shaped mm-hmm. like those kind of like those little diminutive playmakers. You know, a la David Silva. Yeah. You know, those type of players. Yeah. Um, so, and and we do need more creativity through the middle. But frankly, we need more creativity yeah. everywhere <laughs> for our yeah. entire attack. So. <laughs> I don't know if that's just that, again that could just be you know spit in the wind I don't know but we'll see um, we mentioned yeah. uh, we mentioned Balcom which who knows he would be cheaper than Zaha no idea he'd be left footed no idea uh, and Neris same thing cheaper but probably more expensive than Malcolm um, yeah uh, and I think Neris is almost a little bit bigger of a risk coming from the Dutch league than Malcolm. However, Neres yeah. was doing really well in the Dutch league, and Malcolm was not doing great for Barca. So, yeah. uh, the the least risk here is Zaha, frankly, and that's what you're paying for. You're yeah, paying definitely. for a player in this prime. You know exactly. Premier League. Yeah. Um, so let's move on from that that forward position to uh, the one recently vacated by Idrissa Gay, who has, has ripped all of our hearts out, but we knew it was coming. That that that, <laughs> that beautiful, beautiful man has walked away. He's just a professional, though. You know, he wanted to leave in January. We said, eh, and he kept playing hard, and he played fantastically, and he played better actually when we denied that yeah. move. Mm-hmm. So, um, who are we going to bring in for him? The big, the big money I think has been on that Gubamine from Mines. I think a lot of people have said that he's going to be the one we bring in. He's a big guy. Uh, definitely is a ball winner. I, the video I've seen of him, though, he doesn't completely impress me as a as a great passer. You know what I mean? But he does a yeah. good job of pressing mm-hmm. the ball forward um, with speed. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about that player Similarly. versus somebody like Mario Lamina or someone like that? Um, I've not seen a massive amount of about me, but I've watched some some clips of him and. He's definitely he's, he's bigger in stature than mm-hmm. than Gay was, so I'd say, um, if not the same in, in the the box to box style, he's a different physique. Really, he's kind of a different kind of thing in terms of he's a much taller player. Um, so I'm not sure. It's hard to replace Adrisa Gay and that kind of player who's just a little terrier. You can just chop up the midfield as well as he did and just finish top of the tackling ranks every season. Um, or well, I think he was picked on the final day by, by Wilfred yeah. Didi. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think he, it's it's hard to find a player like that as good as that, and we will struggle. And that's why we've got multiple in mind. We can't we, we haven't really focused on one. We've got about three or four. He could replace Idrissa in that position. It will be difficult. But uh, with Gamalmin, I think that would be a similar amount of money to what we've sold Gay for. So um, I suppose I, I don't think it's a like for like replacement, but um, it would be an interesting swap to see. Um, I'm not sure if he's quite as good as breaking of the, uh, breaking of the play, but um, he might provide a little bit more stability and I think um, a little bit more dynamic um, than 
what we've got at the moment, like some Morgan Schneiderlands and people like that. So I think it would be, um, it'd be better than those. I'm not sure if it'd be as good as a Gay straight away. It's, it's not a, it's not going to be a case of signing a player who's going to slot straight into Gay's role and just do the exactly same thing and settle in straight away. It's going to take time for someone to settle in and play that role. And I think we will see some transition. Um, and maybe Delph might have to play in that position for a while. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd be happy with Gabami. And what I've seen of him is is quite strong. Um, whereas some of the others, uh, Mario Lamina, he, he's attracted quite a bit of interest from different clubs. Um, uh, not just obviously he's, he's done well in the Sam Southampton. I think he's done a little bit better on the Hasenhutl. Obviously a great, a great manager in my opinion um, with the pressing game. So playing that pressing game, coming from that pressing game in this in the Premier League, I think he would be less of a gamble like we talked about with Zaha before, being less of a gamble being Premier League proven. Uh, obviously been playing that pressing game on the Hasenhutl as well. So maybe he could fit into him. Um, into Gay's role, Gay's role a little bit better, so I'd be um, slightly more inclined to go for Lamina personally, as he's um, he's he's kind of he might understand the Premier League a little bit more and be able to fit into that role, having played in that pressing role. But it'll be interesting yeah. to see who we get. Uh, I I will say when I saw Gbamin, I he did uh, he did strike me as more of a Silva type of center mid, you know, center defensive mid. That player, yeah. Yeah, he he usually likes two big physical guys to to be in front of the the defense uh so uh it does seem to fit and to work but um again i don't know uh what what the plan actually is it could be these new names have been brought up to uh to uh, help to kind of help get the gabamine over the line or it could be lamina's agent uh putting his name out there that could be a possibility um, and additionally, another name who was mentioned is a Slovakian player named uh, Lobatka, who plays for Celta Vigo. So uh, again, I've you know, if you look at Twitter though, everybody's like, I don't think Lobatka is actually a real link. So yeah, I'm not sure about that one. He's a bit slow yeah. as well. I think he's he's quite small. See, that's, when, I, when I saw him, I, he didn't slow. strike me as a normal uh, a like for like or any not even a like for like because mm. in the player we bring in, I don't think we're looking for like for like. You know what I mean? Because no. I wasn't mm. sure when when Silva first came whether or not Idrissa Gay was the fit for what Silva wanted to do. He just is a really good yeah. player and mm. amazing at what he does, and he made things work with him. So I don't know. I'll be curious yeah. when he's when he's starting to get pieces that fit more with what he wants to do. Um, one other p- position to discuss to discuss uh, Kurt Zuma. Not sure if Kurt Zuma's happening, and I think a lot of us are are um, crying into our pints over that one. I am because he, <laughs> he was one of our steadiest defenders last year, um, our steadiest center back anyway. Uh, it's starting to look like Zuma's not happening, and then uh, Tomori's name was mentioned as a possibility on loan uh, instead of Zuma. Uh, it seems like what we'd be doing there is having Mina be our starter, our regular starter, and have Tomori come in as supplemental, which is, I, I think, what we wanted to do last season, but Mina was injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, the, and then uh, there's another name that was mentioned yesterday on Twitter of uh, John Stones as us having asked about him. <laughs> uh, I don't know which of those is actually real, man. Do you know, do you have any any thoughts on this at all? Which What do you actually think is going to happen for our center back situation? Um. Ooh, well, we obviously need one. Um, obviously, Zoom has gone. Uh, Jagielka has been let go as well, so we, we obviously need 
back up and Holgate, um, he, he could stay and play at centre-back, but he wasn't very impressive when he gave away the penalty the other day. That was pretty amateur um, at best, so I, I was disappointed with that. But I think Tamori did quite well. Um, I think he was on loan at was it a Derby last year under Frank Lampard mm. and did quite well. Um, I think if that's, that's the I same player that I'm yeah. thinking of. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if he played a centre-back or right-back because he can't, he can't play at both, but um, obviously he'd be signed. Obviously, Zuma had done that in the past as well, but I do think it'd be a kind of Zuma minus three years if we signed Tamori. And what we want is a, a player kind of in his prime, ready, like Zuma was. And um, if you can't get him back, which would be devastating, um, Tamori's a different kind of sign. He's kind of one for the future, one who would develop into the squad, whereas Zuma was squad ready. And I do think yes. we need a squad ready centre back. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be as as bright a prospect as Tamori is. I would be tempted to go for someone a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> for those of you listening, I just dropped my pen in the middle of Tom speaking, <laughs> and it scared the hell out of me. And I, yeah, sorry. <laughs> and you can leave that in if you want, uh, just because I'm an idiot. Anyway, Tom, I. Apologize for interrupting you. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, so if uh, if Tamori's probably not, do you think this is going to be one of those that just comes out of nowhere and we hear uh, Everton have acquired so and so on loan just out of nowhere, and that's the way it's going to work? The way Zuma happened last year. It could be, yeah. It could be like Zuma was kind of a shock on the final day, and I think it probably will go to the final day because there's no one solid being mentioned of interest just yet and to sign I st- I've dropped me bloody as well. <laughs> you are just a disaster um, right now man literally <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope you don't drop anything else but um, <laughs> your thing stopped falling off the wall doesn't it no, um, <laughs> but yeah um, uh, I think to, if we were to sign someone squad ready it would cost a fair bit of money and a fair bit of negotiating as well I don't think anyone with a squad ready squad ready centre back would be willing to sell Um so it would be a difficult one, um, but I think it might go to the final date. And if we do, if we do get someone, the great. But if we don't, we've got a, we've got three, haven't we? We've got Kimina and Holgate, and I think we do need another one. But you never know. We've got a, like Lewis Gibson, there, Morgan Feeney. We've got a couple in the in the reserves in, in the sorry in the under twenty three team who could come up. But um, if we don't sign one, it's not the end of the world. But we do kind of. We we could deal with one, um, so it'll be interesting to see whether whether we go in for one. And I was going to ask days if you thought Feeney or Gibson had a shot, because uh, and and what's really going to be interesting is if is if Holgate definitely is staying. See, I was under the impression he was definitely going to be staying, and that's just the way it is. But then performance was not fantastic the other day with what I was reading, and and Silva confirmed it by saying it was a really silly penalty to give away. Uh, so yeah. and he's and he does that every once in a while. He has done that before. Um, I know when yeah. uh, was it last last fall, uh, early in the season. He just made a lot of silly mistakes, giving away you know not tracking defenders yeah. who were who were making runs behind him. Uh, just a lot of just amateur stuff that just brain farting. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I'll be really curious as to what we do about center back because I know a lot of people that's what they feel like should be our first purchase. That should be our first order of business right now. Yeah. Um, and I know Gibson has has played well, and a lot of people are high on Feeney. Uh, I I'm just I can't imagine us going in with two of those three out of Holgate, Gibson, and Feeney. I could see Feeney 
and Gibson going out on loan because I feel like it's maybe they need a loan, you know? Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so one thing we really oh, and one other thing about center back, Gabamin technically played center back a lot in the past. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, he, I think he's only recently become like a, a center defensive mid. So yeah, that's the thing. So there maybe is some versatility with him as well. One thing we haven't discussed at all is right back. We've mentioned that <laughs> Tamori yeah. technically could deputize there if need be, but we haven't really. There was a player that people had mentioned, uh, the right back from Atletico Madrid. What is his name? Is it Arias? Yeah. yeah Heard yeah. him mention. Arias, no yeah. idea if that's actually happening. There is, it's been totally silent because of all the noise on these attacking players. <laughs> so uh, it's starting to look like there are defensive reinforcements that come in are going to be the ones that kind of fly in under the radar. Yeah, but hopefully, unless unless there's no one else. Danny oh. Alves is still going. <laughs> Danny, I, I don't, he hasn't got a club. Just please snap him up. I know he's dead. He's still, he's still at it. He's still at his best. Why Barcelona ever let him go is beyond me because he's still, what is he, 34 and he's still at his best in my opinion. He's still flying. So he's, he doesn't fit what Brands is trying to do whatsoever. But if we don't sign anyone else, please sign that, Danny Alves. That would be, be a heck of a move. <laughs> uh, I, and I know just the idea <laughs> of being able to sign him just kind of makes everybody like grin and be like, <laughs> you know, Danny, Danny Alves is on our team. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it would be, we'd all have that goofy <laughs> giggle, I think, but it wouldn't really be solving our right back issue <laughs> for the future. When yeah. I think mm-hmm. I, a lot of people, that's a position to be concerned about. Cause right now, Coleman, you never know which Coleman you're going to get. There was a stretch where he was not impressive yeah. last season. And then there was a stretch where he was, so maybe he's just getting older and he's going to have some consistency issues, and that's just the way it is. He's going to be a great player, and maybe he sometimes he'll struggle. Maybe we just need somebody we can believe in, and I, I think that's going to be a purchase. You know? Yeah, definitely. That's it's going to be an yes. investment, someone for the long term, because obviously we've got Kenny out, loaning, out on loan in Schalke, but I'm not sure if he will be the, the long term right back for Everton. We need someone perhaps a little bit more quality and obviously that's a, that's going to be a difficult one as well because there's not been too many names mentioned obviously I'd be happy with Arias but there haven't been too many names mentioned and that's kind of like before the window obviously strikers are priority but after that right back for me is definitely because Coleman as you say is a little bit consistent sometimes and we really we really need someone to push Coleman because it's, it's not good enough just him kind of banking on that spot and being inconsistent um, speaking because any other names you want to mention? I know there was the young Brazilian that we couldn't bring in if we want, even if we purchased him, we wouldn't be able to bring him in until January anyway because he's not old enough. Um, trying to remember his name. Mm. Reina, Re- yeah, Reina yeah. Jesus. Somebody, 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 Jesus. I, yeah, I saw was... that and I'm like, well, I'm fine with Jesus on our team. Uh, it's <laughs> get our own yeah, Jesus because yeah. uh, he's supposed to be a brilliant yeah, young yeah, player, but someone. we'd be and... dropping like forty million on him yeah. if we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be happy with that one though, because obviously forty mil for a seventeen-year-old is absolutely just ridiculous. But the likes of Barcelona, Man City, that's the type of purchases them, so, they make. You never and know. That's the type of purchase we don't make. Yeah. And the idea of getting into that league is yeah. that's exciting. That is cool. So, yeah. Any yeah, other exactly. any other names you mm, want to mention? Interesting. Oh, here is that. What happened to Sebastian Sosa? Where's he gone? There was the work permit issues, but obviously, um, 
<laughs> that was I thought, quite it, I thought it was. The window. That was. That, I thought that was going to be off. Yeah, I thought. I thought it was nearly done. But I think obviously the work permit issues are complicated things, and that's just gone. Um, it's gone to the tip basically for now. But uh, apart from that, um, I don't think so. I think uh, obviously there's quite a good. There's a good few free agents still out there. I'm not sure if anyone fits the bill, but I had a, I had a little list of them. Um, there was some really interesting ones, and obviously we, they wouldn't be a first option. They'd be kind of a backup. Um, if they couldn't get anyone else, then we would dip into the tra- fee transfer market. But the likes of Danny Elvis, Ribery, Sturridge, not Sturridge, Balotelli, Danny Welbeck. But you know, no, you know that everybody's going to be um, worried we're going to bring Welbeck in. At a, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like literally like hopefully if there's no one else but yeah um Juan Fran right back um Marcus Renze there's um Gary Cahill with Raboni Manny Fernandez could come back um, Lewis Holpe there's a few good um free agents out there that could be interesting so you never know if, if he comes down anyway yeah I'll be curious I, I feel market. like we we always get those big long lists but we rarely actually bring in any of those you know i remember yeah. there's there was one year we wanted a number yeah. 10 so bad and we didn't and then there was we were linked to mm. one a french free agent you know, like it was after the window had shut and we had not gotten yarmolenko and yeah. they were connecting us to this french player and i cannot yeah. remember who it was but i just remember getting like getting all pumped thinking we gotta get him we gotta sign him and then martinez was like yeah we're going yeah. with who we got and i was just like <laughs> kidding me if that's the, if that's the moment i was thinking about yeah it was awful uh so anyway all right yeah well i'm really curious if the free if the free agents happen that would be mm, i don't know who that french guy was as well who did he sign for in the end do you remember is it clement clement grenier is a, ah, right. a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a yeah, number yeah. a number 10 just a, a really smart pass passing player yeah, yeah. um just can't, yeah. So if that's who I'm thinking yeah, yeah, of, yeah. I don't know. He was a he was definitely a like mm-hmm. a, a veteran. Like he had played for a long time. You know what I mean. So anyway, all right. Yeah. So that's it for our transfer connections. Make all kinds of American cartoon references that you want. <laughs> Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> People have been saying it for years, Tom. We just haven't acknowledged it. All right. Yeah. So, so uh, Tom, let's talk about the uh, new stadium plans. Uh, last week were revealed, and they look they look they look pretty. It looks yeah. really nice. Um, I don't have a lot of. It's a little bit more modern than I was expecting. But then, if you look at Dan Meese's other designs, it makes sense that it would be. You know. Um, he's kind of bringing this blend of modernity and tradition, which is what I think is what they they want out of this stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for some reason, I didn't make it to any of the consultations uh, <laughs> about the stadium, but you did. Uh, so can you talk a little bit about exactly what went down in those? Because I'm honestly, I'm just curious as to this whole process because I have no idea. Yeah. So basically, I think it was Wednesday night, um, or I think it was Wednesday night or Thursday night. There was a, a meeting at the Titanic Hotel, which is mm-hmm. very close to uh, Bramley Moor Dock, um, and where the stadium was meant to be happening. Um, for season ticket holders, select season ticket holders who'd be invited. Obviously, Max uh, was there at that. I was, I, I wasn't, I wasn't there, so uh, I won't be able to talk about that. But they did a little tour, um, and the tour is still going on um, of 
to basically pause the cabin that's being placed in different locations around Merseyside um, to show people the plans um, for both the new stadium and for Goodison Park um, and what's going to happen. And <clears throat> it's really cool. So, like, it's kind of, you walk in, there's loads of boards, information boards, and there's also a VR um, to show you around the new stadium, which is great. But, yeah, it looks really interesting. It shows you um, everything from transport, how, how they're going to establish transport links from um, the city centre and elsewhere to the, the new stadium. I think it's 10 or 15 minutes walk from Sand Hills train station, which is um, which is close by. Um, I love and... how I'm nodding like I know where that is. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> definitely. That's close <laughs> to there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's a train station that uh, some people get off of uh, Anfield and Goodison anyway. So uh, it's, it's it's close to the, um, to, to L4 anyway, where, where, where we're based. Um, obviously, it's just towards the water. Um, so it, it's basically like a a little bit of a straight line from Goodison and Anfield just towards mm-hmm. the water and that's where we're looking to be honed but um, yeah there's, there's being that no... close to Anfield are we going to be catching any smells of urine or anything that we have oh, to worry yeah, about yeah. like yeah. drifting down the road <laughs> it's yeah we just, we're getting further away from them so that's great it's just, hey I'm it's definitely down with to that a game and to look at their stadium which will be I'm really excited for that but yeah there was loads <laughs> of it was kind of like it was how they're going to even do it they're going to have to dredge one dock and then fill it. Um, one of the, one of the not the full dock, but one of the um, water channels. Anyway, um, I wasn't expecting the plans to be so surrounded with water, and because obviously it's on a dock, so it's gonna be it's gonna be have water evolved. But I didn't. I, I kind of thought they would dredge the whole thing and not leave. They'd only leave the the, the obviously the the waterfront, but they're kind of building it around the water because there's a lot of um, a lot of kind of Heritage people obviously world yeah. heritage. Um, it's Liverpool's a world heritage site, and UNESCO people who organise that have, have threatened to take it away from Liverpool if uh, if we build this new stadium. Um, so Everton have done everything they can to try and go along with their guidelines, kind of thing. There's, there's some buildings that are there at the moment. There's an old hydraulic tire, tower which is being abandoned, and the Everton are planning to even. I think they're going to like kind of revitalise that and use it in a, as an exhibit kind of thing. So they're doing everything they can to make it as green as possible, sustainable, and kind of preserve as much as they can. But, um, so obviously, it's great. Um, the, the looks, it looks amazing. And the VR was really cool. That was my favourite part, obviously. It was kind of like, it, it was, wow. It was really cool. Like, I've done VR before, but for this, for the stadium, it was just like, oh my God. Like, I didn't want to take it off. I just wanted to stay there. I was like, can I just watch the match? But uh, you kind of like, Showed us around um, the stadium. You could stand in the centre circle of the pitch itself and look around the stands, and it was it was so cool. It was really, really good. Like it's kind of symmetrical as well. Obviously, you've got the the stands coming the, the the part that says Everton coming out of the back. But um, you could look at. I think th- you could look at like a kind of a bird's eye view and the, the the sections that obviously they're not named yet, but the sections and there's a massive media gantry going along the whole line of the pitch. Which reminded me of the one in the new camp, um, which overlooked the pitch, but not to do a comparison with the scene. <laughs> the new camp, but, um, I think we just got a little bit excited. Honest, but it was really amazing, uh, really good, just to have a look at it all, and just it was it was really caught my eye. And even the stuff they're going to do to Goodison Park as well. That was that was another that was quite a big part of the um, the whole exhibition. There was a few boards on that because just, what are you going to do? And um, it's very ambitious, the plans, what they're going to do with Goodison Park. And if you can pull it off, it'd be great. But obviously, a massive club with the community. Everton community is one of the best um, football club community um, projects in 
in football in general. Um, but um, what they plan to do basically is turn the pitch itself into a park. Um, even though they've got Stanley Park right there, but it's a park, and they'd still have the kind of centre circle kind of thing, and they'd have a little, little channel either side, and they'd have a, the big sign saying "Goodison" on top of the park end. They keep those letters and, and just kind of put them up as on display, and they'd have new housing around the outside where the stands are. Um, they'd have office space, uh, possibly a health centre as well for the NHS. And I think at, at this stage they're just kind of um, kind of push everything and kind of like just make it as appealing as possible to the public. Obviously, this a very, very early consultation stage, but it does look very appealing. It just got me really excited, to be honest. Yeah, I was trying to figure out <laughs> yeah, I was trying- how the, they would be able to utilize Goodison in a way that felt organic, uh, a way that felt natural. You know what I mean? It didn't feel like, okay, this is clearly an old stadium and we're really trying to do something with it. it, 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 it so it's not like square peg, round hole, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. so I, I would be really curious to see the plans for that for some reason. I just feel like, almost feel like that's just as difficult, you know, trying yeah. to, trying to, trying to revitalize and repurpose in a way, you know? Um, yeah. uh, so is there anything about the, the, the new stadium, the Bramley Moore designs that give you a little pause where you're like, I don't know about that. Anything where you're kind of worried anything where you're like well that's not my taste and my taste is impeccable <laughs> so what, what's how anything at all that you were that you were a little worried about well um there's not been much concerns um displayed by many evertonians the whole thing as you said was mainly positive well i think altogether positive but one of the things that was interesting was obviously going to leave plenty of the water there and having a look around it looked like water next to a football stadium obviously it's it's kind of revolutionary there's not much like that there's um obviously a stadium with water all around it you've got to put up big fences because there can be obviously the days of football hooliganism is the majority of it is gone but it's dangerous to have water right next to a football stadium you can have fights between fans you can have all sorts you can and I'm sure after after an Everton match, some fans would want to jump in the water. But um, I was thinking the same thing, or be thrown <laughs> in. You know what I mean? Like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think safety would have to be taken into account massively because some of the photos, like I, I love that photo where there's the the little kids um, looking up at the stadium and they're sitting on the edge, but sitting on the edge with no fence. It's kind of like, well, that's asking for trouble. Um, I know we're not like Liverpool fans throwing people into fountains, but yeah. you've got to take safety into account. And <laughs> I think that was the only thing where it was kind of a little, like, oh, really? But uh, apart from that, it just looked amazing. Like to have a to have a stadium on the walls, run just there. Uh, I was expecting big things, but that exceeded my expectations in general. Yeah, I know the only thing that I've heard that was because I had not heard about the the preponderance of water and uh, you know how they're going to deal with fencing and all that. So that's that's a mm-hmm. new concern to me i think the only thing that i've heard was aesthetic based where if you're looking from that same angle you described from that picture that the particular font from like old school everton badge you know what i mean i think i think a lot of people were saying i don't know about that font you know what i mean because it feels like old old everton so uh but that's that's splitting hairs and frankly i don't i i don't i don't care uh the idea of a just a big fuck off stand 
You know what I mean? You know, that's, <laughs> that, what I guess is, has been affectionately called blue wave in the past. I think maybe now it's blue yeah. NAMI. Uh, yeah. It's, it's our, it's, it's going to be as close to the, to the field as close to the pitch as, as is possible as is legal. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that's great because I think everybody this whole time has been like, look, I want to have the atmosphere that Dortmund can, in, can tends to engender, you know, and I got the, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and at the same token, Goodison. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's what is, is, is that those are the attempts, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming they're going to call it the Alcaraz stand. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, Antoline, how we remember oh. Kiev. <laughs> and, and we don't want to. Uh, so <laughs> I yeah, you yeah, gotta have that. Oh, that that little dance. <laughs> uh, so uh, I mean, it's it was. Um, I was camping when the the and so I was in the process of coming from the mountains and traveling, and so I'm sitting here trying to ro- drive. And I'm trying to get my wife to check Twitter on my phone so I can see the designs, <laughs> you know, and we don't have signal half the time because it's the mountains oh, of, of Virginia, yeah. North Carolina. And so I'm just like, I just need to see what's going on. I'm dying here, you know. I remember last year it was uh, over. I had I'd gone camping for my anniversary with my wife and it was more about like we had no signal at the campsite and I uh, the our our YouTube channel was like this close to getting 1000 subs. Yeah. It was like this close and and you know <laughs> Toffee Blues John was sending me messages, "Hey man, we're really close." And I'm like, "I I'm not going to be able to know because oh, you no, know what I mean?" No. So so yeah, all it seems like all the cool all the cool Everton uh, stuff happens when I when I go camping. So we'll, we'll see what happens coming up. Uh, I may need to fit in a camping trip before the end of transfer season, uh, <laughs> so that uh, brands can so that brands can can kind of make make everything happen. Almighty brands. Uh, sorry, bronze. Mispronouncing God's name. It's awful. Uh, <laughs> Gad. <laughs> So uh, I guess uh, anything else on new stadium stuff, maybe uh, Mr. Mr. Meese. I'm going to say it, Meese. Well, he's just built Meese, Mice. Mice. That, it looks like know, Mice, but I've heard people say say Meese is the yeah. right way. Yeah. Um, really, yeah. So, I've always said Mice as well. Yeah, I mean, it's just so I, I've heard it's Meese, although that sounds like someone joking about the plural of moose. Uh, <laughs> but maybe it's right. Anyway, sorry, Dan. You're the man. I'm not mocking your name. You're a badass. You've somehow pleased Evertonians. Pretty impossible feat. <laughs> so, yeah, man, uh, just smiles abound on this project, you know? And the idea of everybody, so many, like, you know, cynical Sammy saying it's not, it's never going to happen, you know? I, I feel like this reaction was worth the wait. Yeah. Mm. You know? Definitely, yeah. yeah. It was, it was, it was definitely. It was kind of like, um, yeah. It's just taken a while, and this process will take a while. Everton fans are going to have to be patient, which we're not very good at the general in general. But no, we're going to have to be really patient with this one because it's a massive project, dredging a whole dock, filling it in, um, just building this. We haven't even got proper investors yet. We haven't even got plans sorted. But 
if he if he can make it happen for the targets. I think the target as well we haven't even mentioned is like twenty 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 four. That's very ambitious yes, that's to get really it all soon. done in five years. It's really ambitious. I think that might just kind of be a statement as if to say that is what that that's when we want it to happen. Whether it will happen then or much later, uh-huh. uh, will be interesting to see. But I don't think. Uh, I would not say it's not realistic, but it's kind of like it's, it's ambitious. Um, I'm not sure if that's possible, but it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, it is anything um, will be a while off. And I, I know that I don't know if you've seen that video from a while a while ago where I think it was the Liverpool fans who went to Bramley Moor Dock and they, they made the video mocking and said, "Oh look." There's a cone, there might be two next year. It will take a well, while. Were they even on the wrong for... dock, too? They weren't even in the right place, yeah, yeah, either. Yeah, yeah. It's like, if you're going to troll us, do it right, guys. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Open a map. Yeah, Google yeah. Maps should help you do this if you understand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the fellow looked like he was too old to know what <laughs> Google Maps was, <laughs> but uh, he was just. Yeah, it will take a while. We're going to have to be patient, but um, it's definitely going to be worth it. But at this stage, we're, we're all excited about it. But we've got to be realistic and think that, that as amazing it is, as it is, it's 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 in the future, well in the future. And we're going to be nearly 10 years old by the time it happens. So um, just fingers crossed. But like, it's it's not, not set in stone yet. I'll be fully gray so by that point. Yeah. Because I'm on my yeah. way now, folks. <laughs> yeah, it'll be yeah it's going to be, I'll out. just keep doing, keep After growing. Flames. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was this uh, player for the Carolina Panthers a long time ago named Rod Smart, and he used to be in the XFL. And he, the XFL was like this league that WWF started, like Vince McMahon started for American football. Yeah. And he had, and you could put on your jersey like a nickname or whatever. And his nickname was He Hate Me. So he he put He Hate Me on the back, but he ended up playing for the Carolina Panthers. And his little player photo. His his hair was so big it like got cropped out of his picture on, oh, on, on his like player graphic and I was like I love Rod Smart he's my favorite Panther ever man. so maybe I'll go that big so 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 when you crop my my picture into uh into our little uh, template uh, yeah you'll, my hair will be too big <laughs> all right so uh, yeah uh, we're all looking forward to. Uh, Everton's uh, Everton's new stadium, Nando's Arena. <laughs> I have no idea. I just I, I was like, let me think of the goofiest stadium sponsor I could at the moment that rings <laughs> true with British people. Because uh, because honestly, if I if I say like I don't know, uh, Sheets Stadium or something, nobody's gonna get it over there. But yeah. <laughs> Americans be like, oh yes, that's the gas station place. Yes, so <laughs> all right. Uh, we have shell. Oh, you have shell. Yeah, we have shell too. But Sheets is a place where you can go and like get like cheap dinner as well. And then you have like this touch screen right. thing where you can get like these crazy Ooh. like sandwiches like twenty four seven. So yeah, but it's it's a little pricey. Um, and I, I always heard Nando's going out and getting a Nando's sounds. Cheeky I Nando's. want to be able to say Cheeky Nando's and not sound like a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> Cheeky Nando's Arena. Oh. Oh. I hate for it to be called the Cheeky Nando's Arena. That'd be horrible. Nando, Nando's <laughs> totally does sound like the place you go late night after you've been like partying pretty hard. Yeah. It does sound like that kind of place. Nabsy's in Liverpool. Nabsy's oh, yeah? the one. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one in Liverpool. That's where you get food poisoning after a night out. 
<laughs> we can never oh. use them as a sponsor now, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Rafi. Rafi, you have to get out there. But yeah, that's where you get. If, if if alcohol poisoning isn't enough for you, then beer poisoning. Yeah, that's what everyone. That's what everyone fancies after nice. the night. Nice. This is good to know. Good to know. <laughs> Put that in my memory bank for later. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to the lightning round. Uh, I will not be answering questions uh, because you guys, you get more enough of my personal life as it is. Uh, but but we're, we're going to do lightning round with Tom. Uh, there are going to be 20 questions. Uh, a lot of them tend to be entertainment based just because that's the way I roll. Uh, but every once in a while we go, we go into some other places. Sometimes it's Everton based questions. Sometimes it's just sports. Uh, yeah. So Tom has agreed to answer every question and uh, be sure to divulge as much about himself as possible mm-hmm. on these questions. No, nah, they're, they're just random questions. He's not, we're not going to learn anything about Tom's political affiliation, his <laughs> blood type, any of that stuff. So mm-hmm. we're hoping to learn Tom's shoe size. <laughs> Apologies. It's not, this is not the show <laughs> this time. All right. So nah, Tom, <laughs> and just, <laughs> what'd you say? 9F, shoe size, if anyone's wondering. Uh, 9F. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I'm really worried about the people who are wondering. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's, let's, let's kick in with that intense music. Let's get that going. Tom, just answer the questions as quickly as you, po- as you possibly can. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we will begin now. So, Tom... Goodfellas or The Godfather? Goodfellas. Original. Favorite non-Everton team that's not Marine? Ah, Barcelona. I I saw that coming. Uh, What was your favorite show as a kid? Kid show? Ooh. Drake and Josh. Okay. Uh, Lord of the Rings, are you a hobbit, elf, dwarf, or a man? Uh, I'm embarrassed to say I've never watched it. (laughs) Wow. Okay. hard, isn't it? Okay, so so that's that's a the answer I didn't expect. Yeah. Wow. Uh, all right. So obviously, if I ask you, Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter, you say Harry Potter because I've only watched you Harry Potter. You've only watched Harry Potter. There you go. Uh, Harry Potter or Star Wars? Uh, I've not watched Star Wars. I've watched one Star Wars or two, so I'd say Harry Potter again. Okay, Harry Potter again. Harry Potter or Game of Thrones? Um, didn't I couldn't get into Game of Thrones. Too many characters. Harry Potter. So Harry Potter wins the nerd geek battle there. Uh, Sopranos or The Wire? Oh, I've not watched the majority. I've I've not watched all of both, but I go with Sopranos. I keep forgetting, just to cut in on lightning round right now, I keep forgetting that Tom's a reader. (laughs) Damn. There's all these, like, entertainment, like, TV-based stuff, and (laughs) I forgot he reads like me, and crap. (laughs) None of these are book questions. Okay. Anyway, uh, favorite non-football sport that's not running? Hmm. To watch or to play? Whatever. Ooh. Um, Formula One. Ah, unexpected. Uh, what's, your, what's your dream place to live, Tom? Barcelona, again. <laughs> ah. Uh, so this question is inspired by Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, are you uh, water, fire, air, or earth? 
know what's to either. You don't have to. You don't have to know. What's your personality? Um, Water, fire, air, or earth? Air. I'd say. Air. Yeah. I, I think I saw that coming. <laughs> I was gonna say air or water for you. Yeah. Uh, uh, recommendation for for when I visit England. What should I do? Besides go to watch Marine. There you go. That's what I was gonna say. Um, go to watch Evan. <laughs> Evan. Uh, <laughs> some, something non-football. Um, oh, oh, go for a drink in the Casimir Gardens. Drink in how do I spell that? Uh, K A Z. I okay. I. I M I. Yeah, C R. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I had to write that down because that is not anything anyone has mentioned. <laughs> Paul mentioned the gentleman's club one time. And <laughs> fell out All right. So, so next, uh, Tom, do ghosts exist? Yeah. They do. Okay. Good to know. Uh, who's your favorite non-Everton player of all time? Messi. Messi. Right. Or oh, Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho? Close. Gotcha. Um, who's your favorite manager character of all time? Like those managers who were just fun to watch at uh, press conferences and stuff. The players, the, the managers where you're just like laugh your ass off and give good sound bites. Uh, who's your favorite manager character? I really don't want to say Jürgen Klopp. <laughs> what? He's, he's, a, he's a great fella. It's just horrible that he's associated with those rats across the park. But probably Egan Klopp. Ah, wow. And, <laughs> and uh, a unicorn just died. <laughs> uh, so, uh, next, what's the scariest movie you've ever seen? Oh, that's interesting. Oh, I'm trying to answer quickly, but it's so hard. I think... My first ever horror movie, probably when I was a kid, because I'm okay with horror movies now, but when I was a kid, I watched Sinister, and I checked myself. Wow. Ah. Let's hope uh, you got cleaned up. Uh, Yarmolenko or Raquelman? <laughs> Speaking of scary. <laughs> Raquelman, because it went on even longer than, than I, Yarmolenko. I had a feeling you were going to go there. I knew, <laughs> I feel like most like hardcore Evertonians would say Raquelman yeah. on, on that. Mm. Um... Aliens. Are they a thing? It has to be. It's ignorant not to, not to think they don't. Alright, so... Uh, just for the record, Tom called me ignorant for asking. I'm always curious to see what people uh, believe in I, when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, uh, what's the best comedy show of all time? Oh, Jesus. Friends, probably. Friends. It sounds like uh, it sounds like our buddy, our buddy David. Yeah. Like um, last question. If you had to pick one of these two managers to come manage ever, Moyes or or Martinez to return, which one, if they were to return tomorrow, would you prefer? David Moyes. Just because of all the good times and the way yeah. of any bad times is the way with Martinez, like the 4-0 Barbie defeats, I think, David Moyes. That was such a tough one because I was like, he kind of represents those managers, 
those older managers who are not very progressive, yeah. older ways of doing yeah. things, uh, sort of stopgap solutions mm. for a while. And Martina still has this aura of still being able to fix yeah. things mm. and still think progressively and everything like that. And I think if you talk to Martinez, he would say, I needed more time to buy more players at Everton to get the players that I wanted, all that stuff. Uh, I, I, I was trying to figure it out. I was thinking because I didn't know which one to say. Um, yeah, yeah. Just love David Moyes. He just encapsulated at the time. He encapsulated everything about Everton, and he was just such a good fit for the club. It's just, it's just to look back on the good times. He wouldn't, he probably wouldn't be a good fit anymore at all. But just yeah. for nostalgia, see. Yeah. See, I'm with you on that. Also, Martinez was one of the more frustrating. Yeah. Watching some of those games was yeah, so really tough. That first season was really good, but apart from that, it was just horrible. The rest of it was just like, you know, yeah. we get, you know, we just pass it around the box. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. I can still see it when I shut my eyes. <laughs> so, I guess that is that is uh, that is it. That's that's the end of the rapid fire stuff. Uh, next time, not as many entertainment questions. <laughs> I'm so gotta sorry. Go, gotta go books. <laughs> Oh, I meant to tell you, the book you recommended um, by Stephen King, I read. Which one was that? I read that one. The one about JFK, the Time Travel. Yeah, I read it. Did you watch it as well, James Franco? No, I haven't watched it. I have not watched it. A good save. I read the whole thing, though. I read it quickly. Yeah. I mean, it's a big book, but I read it quickly. It's a quick read. Yeah, it's really good. It's it's different. It's different, but it's it's really good. Stephen King, anything he does is is just genius. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's, he's pretty brilliant. I'm actually about to reread the uh, book of novellas that he did, uh, mm. Different Seasons, I think is what it is. That's the oh, one yeah. that has Rita Hayworth and Shawshank Redemption. Uh, that's the, the that's one, um, Apt Pupil, The Body, and yeah. there's another one about uh, something Breathe or something. I can't remember, but it's like, yeah. yeah. And The Body was what Stand By Me was based on the film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so they made three movies about three of the four of those. Yeah. So I'm going to reread that soon. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, I guess that's it. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to go. Uh, so I'm going to let you pick out which track. I had one lined up for myself to pick, but I want you to pick it because you haven't been on the show for a while, and I feel like we need a little Tom flavor. Oh, no, so you pick yours if you want. No, 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 no. Tom, what track do you want to play out to? Because... I think one time you you introduced me to she's a belter, and that was great. So and then they were like, hey, let's let's do an Andre Gomez song about it. So because of you, I knew about that. So now I know who Jerry Cinnamon is and all that stuff. So <laughs> so uh, what are we what are we wrangling out to on this on this oh, pod? All right, um, I'm gonna stick with me in the music. Um, there's a few Evertonians um, that I know who are in a band who are getting quite big at the moment. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna plug them. Uh, I think anyone should give them a listen. They're called Spin. Uh, lads Spin. who work in Finch Farm. You work in Finch Farm car parks. Big blues. Um, really sound fellas, and definitely should give them a listen. So let's say for this song, um, the big one is called Notice Me. So I could probably play after that one. Is it Notice Me? Notice Me. Okay. Notice Me by Spin. Yeah. All right, and the way we can get away with this is we do a little bit of 
commentary about it. And uh, what kind of music is this? You said indie. Like, yeah, it's kind of like feel just... good indie. Like uh, it's kind of like not not proper like exclusive indie for like, only indie people. It's kind of like feel good music. It's kind of really really nice chilled stuff. Who who do I compare it to? If I'm trying Ooh. to sell someone on it, they base themselves on people like the Smiths. Um, so yeah, they're kind of a little bit like that. Um, kind of dismiss the cure kind of thing ah mm. it's funny I normally don't think of the cure when I think of feel good yeah they're not they're, yeah they're not they're not really feel good indie but they kind of take inspiration from them the music isn't really like the cures but they're taking inspiration from them and they're kind of like their own thing so yeah definitely give them a listen really good really good stuff okay alright well as we close out the show to notice me by spin uh and I'm hoping whenever I go over to England, I actually get to meet these people. That'd yeah, be awesome. you will. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the show to to that. Uh, so everybody who's been listening, we appreciate you uh, listening to us. If you haven't subscribed to the Top Blues podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you would. Um, that way, you just you just get notifications when we when another pod drops. It's just kind of a cool thing to do. Plus, numbers help us eventually get sponsors, and that would be cool if we had sponsors. <laughs> of which, at the moment, we don't have many. <laughs> you know, I think uh, Max probably has personal sponsors. Uh, <laughs> he's probably got a few bands that play his like background music as he walks around. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if anybody's got background music as they walk, it's Max. Uh, so, but uh, but yeah, uh, that would be great if you could do it, go ahead and do that. Also, if you're like, wow, these guys sound interesting. I'd like to see their faces. <laughs> you can see that on on YouTube. So if you're like, yeah, if you go there, you can you can see what uh, what Tom looks like, and you can actually say, wow, Jerry, haircut, which is what <laughs> Stacy has already said apparently as well. Um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, if you want more Tom Toffee Blues extra show, you can see that on the YouTube channel. Uh, do they do pod? They do podcasts of those as well. Do those get wrapped into pods as well. Um, they did. Yeah, we haven't done one for a while, but they did. Yeah. Okay, so every once in a while, those will drop as pods. So keep an eye out for Tom stuff. So if you, but just if you definitely want want the Tom content, go to YouTube. Uh, it'll definitely be there. Um, so uh, yeah. And I think that's about it. Uh, follow the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Check out the Toffee Blues uh, website. There's all kinds of every all things Everton content on there. So, yeah. And I think that's all I got. So, Tom, thank you, bud. Thanks, nice talk. Cheers. Nice one. It's been a pleasure. Right. Tom's going to go enjoy some sort of tele- television program that <laughs> rhymes with Dove Byland. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Ben. Ben, cut that out. Tom doesn't want people to know that he actually watches that. All right. Oh, here's the deal. I will be watching an illegal stream of of, of Love Island. Tom will apparently be going to a monster truck show. So, uh, <laughs> yes, manly stuff with his lady friend. Uh, so, I guess that's it. Uh, Tom, thanks so much, man. I'll talk to you later. Oh, nice one. Cheers for that. Yeah. All right, everybody, uh, that's it. Uh, fingers crossed for the transfer window being awesome. There's not much time left. Marcel Bronze, pray to him. Do your thing. All right, mm-hmm. for everybody, Toffee Blues, we're out. Bye. Bye.